Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I feel like I might get blown away, though. That is true. We are under some severe weather here in uh, central Connecticut, southern Connecticut. We're in more southern Connecticut. Yeah, we're southern Connecticut. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the wind is whipping. We uh, we lost one of the chairs from our front porch and we found it in the neighbor's yard. And, and then we lost one of the pillows from the chairs and drove around the neighborhood looking for it and then found it under our car. Yeah. But, uh, and our lights just blinking. Yeah, our off. lights are flickering. All right, so let's get Good this stuff. underway before we lose electricity. All right. Um, from the Disney Parks blog, they're talking about the D23 Fantastic World Celebration. That's right. The D23 Fantastic World Celebration is a virtual event that will be taking place November 16th through the 20th on D23.com. Uh, most panels are free. There are a few that are only available to Gold or Gold family members on uh Monday, November 16th at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there is a talk on Galaxy's Edge, storytelling through merchandise. On 6 p.m. Wednesday, November 18th, Mickey and Minnie's birthday, there is a celebration of uh, our two favorite mice. And host Mark Daniel will take us on an inside look at the new world of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And uh, we'll also get to meet one of the lead Imagineers, uh, Kevin Rafferty. And we'll also get a special look at a new Disney Disney Plus series, The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. Uh, and that will be featuring Brett Iwan, who is the official voice of Mickey Mouse. On, let's see, Thursday, November 19th at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you are going to travel to Walt Disney World, there will be a presentation by Walt Disney World Ambassador Stephen Lim as he talks about planning stories and secrets on creating a magical vacation. Uh, any magical vacation should include your favorite travel agent from Main Street and More Travel. That would happen to be me. <laughs> On Thursday, November 19th at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, there will be a presentation called Epcot, The Magic of Possibility. And it will uh, feature Zach Ridley, who is the, right now, he's the face of Imagineering. He's mm -hmm. all over Instagram. Disney wants you to follow him. He's right. the guy posting Guardians of the Galaxy's he, Cosmic Rewind photos. Taking over Joe Rohde's. Uh, he might be. Shining spot. This guy might be the Joe, the next Joe Rody. Oh my! Um, so Zach Ridley is part of this panel, and it's going to talk about the transformation of Epcot, uh, what it is today, and how they're building for the future. And then the last presentation, um, also on Friday, I'm sorry, on the 19th, which is Thursday, at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time, is uh, a Gold Member exclusive, and it's called "Creating Fantastic Worlds: A Journey into Disney World Building." It will cover uh, San Fran Sokio, which uh, is from uh, Baymax, uh, Baymax's yep. world. Um, it will cover Wakanda, Treasure Cove, Mustafar, and other fantastic worlds in the Disney universe and uh, the people that were involved in creating them. So a bunch of the creative teams for okay. those worlds. So could be a fun thing. Like I said, it's available free to non-D23 members with the exception of two panels. Okay, cool. Um, we just watched the other night the final episode of the Magic of Animal uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. That's right. Very sad. Uh, it was the eighth episode. This was a great series uh, sponsored by National Geographic, and uh, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, no, it was really good. I think I'd love to see it come back with um, more of the same type of thing. Um, I don't know, though, you know, what would happen with filming and, and how things are going there as far as with COVID. 
Right. You know, I mean, I think all those people are still working. You've said during some of the shows, gee, I wonder how many of these people don't actually work there anymore. And, and I don't think that they probably lost too many people just because with the animal kingdom, you still need all these animals still need to be cared for. So I, right. they probably didn't lose a lot of people. But if you were trying to do another couple of episodes, if, you know, people with masks and, you know, how that usually like the doctors are right in there with, you know, their their um, co-workers and. You know, how are they distancing? And right. I, I don't know. It might lose a little something. Well, I think the popularity of the show, I think it will get a second season. Uh-huh. I think you're going to see it come back. Um, my question, though, is like when the parks are shut down, do they still bring the animals out to the savannah? I mean, I don't think they're going to leave them in their, their no, bedrooms they must. or their pens all day. Right. So they've got a regular schedule with the animals. Right. Um, they're probably just coming out, but there were no... Um, no safari vehicles going no through them. No guests right? to see them. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, that's their space to exercise, and right. I imagine they still let them out. They have a routine. Yeah. But it was a great show, and and I really enjoyed it. Um, I did not know the amount of uh, sex that those animals have. <laughs> because well, it, that's it, all animals, It seems like every animal that they had on there was in some type of breeding program, well, yeah. or they were trying to, you know, do some type of species survival program. So uh, I, I want to go to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about the new interactive group action figure that's coming out. That's right. Disney Parks and ShopDisney.com, as well as your local Disney store, has a new Groot action figure. He is called Groot Flora Colossus, and he is, <clears throat> he is available around the world. Uh, this new interactive group responds to 20 spoke over 20 spoken words and phrases with sounds, music, movements, and of course his signature line, which is, I am Groot. You are Groot. Yes. Um, he also is sold, uh, well, separate purchase, but they also have the Bluetooth speaker, which is like the speaker that he sets up at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 when uh-huh. he is uh, dancing while everyone else is fighting. Um, so like I said, these are available pretty soon and they're, they're pretty cute. Yeah. I'm sure they are. Groot's adorable. Um, there's a holiday foodie uh, highlights. So it's the guide highlights for Disney Springs. That's right, because everybody's got to have their own exclusive uh, Yeah, snacks. these foodie guides are getting out of control. They are. Um, so, yeah, holiday guide. It's available on, on Disney Parks blog. I could have Cheryl read through the list. No, I think we're going to choose one that we each think looks uh, extra amazing. So yeah. what's what's yours, Tony? My favorite from the ganachery is the Mickey Santa Pinata. It is a dark chocolate pinata decorated like a Mickey Santa, and it is filled with marshmallow treats. Uh, it's essentially a chocolate ball with some white chocolate to resemble uh, the fur and, and belt buckle on Santa's jacket. And then when you pop it open, there's marshmallow stuff in there. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, I look forward to getting one, hopefully, when we go in December. All right. I am going to go with, from haagen the Peppermint Bark Ice Cream. Mm. They have it in a sundae that they're showing it. But it's um, white chocolate ice cream blended with crunchy, chocolatey peppermint bark and peppermint pieces. And they are showing it in a hot fudge sundae with whipped cream and um, peppermint pieces on top. So that looks delicious. That sounds really good. I just don't like peppermint ice cream. I love peppermint ice cream. I don't like. I don't. I'm, I'm a plain man. Well, I like. I mean, my you like chocolate. Flavors. You like cookie dough. You would eat chocolate with cookie dough in it. Oh, chocolate with cookie dough? God no. Yes, Got to be would. vanilla with cookie dough. <sighs> All right. Um, moving to California, um, the Cali- California has now issued um, a travel advisory that is suggesting 
that um, people traveling into California self-quarantine for 14 days. That's right. Governor Newsom has stated there are no signs of this virus slowing down. So he says that anyone who is from out of state or if you are arriving from traveling to another state should self-quarantine for 14 days. Uh, this is not a hard and fast thing. It's not like Connecticut where they were fining people. Oh, they still will. Like that's um, our, that's, that's a rule here. But, uh, you know, they're saying that these increased cases are adding pressure on the hospital systems and threatening the lives of seniors, essential workers, and vulnerable Californians. So uh, that's the deal with California. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't institute this a long time ago, but open the parks. Right. You know, I mean, that would have been, especially if they could get the parks to enforce it. Like in Florida, they, they had the same thing, but they didn't have uh, parks or hotels enforcing it. If you could have, if they could have done this and then let Disney open, but, you know, have it monitored and have it be the responsibility of the hotels and the responsibility of um, the parks, you know, you show your license. If it's not from California, did you quarantine for 14 days? You know, that basically you'd need to show proof that you had um, gotten tested you know, right. before you came in or whatever. Yep. But um, that's not how they did it. So very backwards of California, but whatever. No one listens to me in California. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You're not in California. In Florida, we have some park hours that were extended. Um, first off is the Magic Kingdom. That's right. The Magic Kingdom has extended their park hours for three, actually four weekends, uh, beginning November 29th. On November 29th, the park hours are now going to be 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And they will have those same hours on the following days, December 4th through 6th, December 11th through 13th, and December 18th and 19th. So that's what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, for two of those week, the, the middle two weekends, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, what is it, the other ones? Uh, the first weekend is just one day, and okay. then the last weekend it is a Friday, Saturday. Okay, all right, cool. Um, and the Magic Kingdom is now fully booked on October 1st of 2021. That's really far out. Why would they be booked already? It is. That happens to be the Magic Kingdom's 50th anniversary. Ah. Um, so for annual pass holders, that is booked. Disney is planning on utilizing the Park Pass system through all of 2021. Um, you know, they've been doing things like we've seen dates be blocked out and unavailable only for Disney to release additional dates. Um also, you need to figure in the fact that right now the park capacity is set at 35%. So as park capacity is increased, the number of available park passes should gonna increase. Go up. So like if they move in six months, if they move to 50%, then, then you're going to see these dates uh, pop up with more spots. Correct. And I would imagine by October 2021, they're going to be well above 35%. You, you would hope they're above 35%. I would think so, especially because October um, is kind of like was sort of the best of things from this year. You mm -hmm. know, you were, people were distant because of the summertime. And so by October 1st, I feel like think numbers were still pretty good. And then right. it's been the past, uh, it was going into the rest of October and into November. That's been a, a problem. Um, all right. And they are doing some fireworks testing in the magic kingdom on November 16th. Tell us about it. That's right. November 16th, uh, from 10 PM to midnight. The community around the Magic Kingdom has been notified that they will be conducting routine fireworks testing around different areas of the Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, of course, they're going to do their best to keep noise at a minimum, and they apologize to their neighbors and guests for this late-night inconvenience. Uh, they do remind people that fireworks performances and other nighttime spectaculars are temporarily unavailable until further notice. 
Um, people are not sure whether this is testing for the resumption of regular fireworks or if this is part of the Project Nugget fireworks. What's Project Nugget? Project Nugget is um, a code name for some permits that were filed back in August related to the fireworks launch site for the 50th anniversary. All right. Here's what I think. I think that, and it's interesting that the uh, story says um, across different locations of the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. because what I think is they want to bring fireworks back, but the problem with the fireworks is they do them over the castle. The best place to see them is from the hub. In Main and Street. You, right. right, in Main Street, and you end up with a ton of people um, in that area. I think they're going to set fireworks off from various locations um, so that they are showing in the sky in very different areas. So if you're in Liberty Square, you're going to have a good view of a few of the fireworks mm-hmm. and and not a very good view of other ones. But if you're in you know, Tomorrowland, you're going to have a good view of a different little set of fireworks. So no matter where you are, and maybe they're the same exact thing, you know, set to music, same exact thing, maybe a lot shorter. Right. Um, but I think that, I think that that's, I think they're trying to find a way around so that they can have fireworks without these big groups, big groups of people. Mm-hmm. That's what I think they're going to do. And okay. so uh, I think they're testing for it. Okay. I think it's very far out to be testing for Project Nugget, which is, uh, you know, depending upon when they start the 50th, the 50th celebration, you know, if they don't start it until the summertime, and it's, even it's if a they ways do, off. This Project Nugget that was supposed to be such a big deal for the 50th anniversary, if they can't even do regular fireworks over the castle, right. how are they going to do this big extravaganza? Right. By then, it's it's not going to be time. So, yep. yeah, I don't I don't think that's what it is. But you know what I suddenly want now? A nugget? Chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, now, Epcot, Epcot has also extended hours for November and December weekends. That's right. Uh well, it's one Sunday in November, okay. and the remainders are uh, December weekends. Their previous hours were 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. However, the closing time has been moved to 10 p.m. on the following days, and that is Sunday, November 29th, once again, December 4th through 6th, December 11th through 13th, and December 18th through 19th. Ooh, that falls on, one of, that falls on the day we get there, yes, and we're does. going to Epcot that day. Yes, it does. So we get to stay till 10. Yay. Um, Figment is now wearing a Christmas themed sweater. That's, uh, that's, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just a nice little touch that he has on a a winter sweater that uses the old Imagination Pavilion icon from when the parks first opened. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's built into kind of a hideous Christmas sweater uh, design. And is this in that really bad Figment? um, Yes. What's it called? The Imagination? The Imagination Pavilion. No, not the pavilion. It's the ride called. Yeah, I forget. It's just a really bad figment ride. Um, what is the name of that ride? I don't know. you got to find out for me because now it's going to drive me bonkers. I, I will. Okay, you find out. Journey I, into imagination with figment. Thank you. There you go. Um, so I want to talk about a new uh, eating spot that is coming to the Italy Pavilion in Epcot. Um, it sounds like they have a name for it. Yep. We mentioned it, I believe, on one of last week's shows. Uh, that they had boarded up a con- uh, an area at the America side of the Italy Pavilion. Um, and behind these construction walls is going to be a new location called La Gelateria, which is going to serve gelato. Of course it is. Yep. And that Delicious. Is, yep. Um, and 
you know, the per- permits have been filed by the Patina Restaurant Group, and uh, there's no word on when this will open or what it will be. Will it just be, you know, they said there's some columns going up, but we don't know if this is just going to be like a, a covered overhang with a cart underneath it or a kiosk, mm-hmm. or is this going to be a full-fledged building? Now, on your way into France toward the patisserie, mm-hmm. isn't there some sort of a gelato place there on the left? Yes. That's gelato also, right? Uh, or is it ice cream? Do they do gelato in France? Cream. I don't know. I, I thought either. they did gelato. I thought so, too. I thought it was a gelato place. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it always does really well, so maybe they're putting one in Italy, too. You can't. Maybe they're going to duke it out for who has the best gelato. You can't have enough gelato. No, it's true. Um, also in Epcot, Living with the Land now has its holiday overlay. Yep, their holiday overlay was completed. Um, it's pretty cool. They've got a bunch of Christmas lights. They've got a uh, one of the patio scenes is decorated. They've got boxes set up. Um, they've put lights in the tunnel to the greenhouse for the first time. I like the way they do this. They string Christmas lights up mm-hmm. along a lot of the stuff. And the banana trees and stuff. Right. And it, it really makes it festive. And it's a it's a fun ride. I love that ride. It's one of my absolute favorites. So um, I like that they have put some holiday cheer yeah. in there. It's even better with the Christmas lights. I bet. At the Animal Kingdom, they have also extended their evening park hours for November and December. Now, they're a little different. They're actually going with a weekend and one Sunday in November. And then the December dates. So Animal Kingdom was previously scheduled to be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. They have moved their closing time back to 7 p.m. on the following dates, November 20th and 21st, which is the weekend before uh, Thanksgiving, Sunday, November 29th, December 4th and through 6th, December 11th through 13th, and December 18th and 19th. It's funny that they're not doing it Thanksgiving weekend except for Sunday. No, they're they're... That's after that. That Sunday that all the parks are getting the extended hours yeah. is after Thanksgiving, right? But that's right. like so. If oh, you go on vacation right. for Thanksgiving week, you're going probably like Saturday to to Saturday or Saturday right. to Sunday, and you're not getting the extended hours. They're not even doing the extended hours on that Friday night. Like the day after Thanksgiving is right. going to be pretty busy, I would think, in the parks. So it's interesting that they didn't push the hours for that. Um, all right. Let's move to the resorts. At the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, they have uh, put up their tree and their ornaments. That's right. They, uh, once again, like the Wilderness Lodge that we spoke about last week, have one of these giant five-story lobbies. And they have their Christmas tree up in the center. Uh, the Christmas tree is probably four stories tall. It's, it's very pretty. It's, it's a big classic. Tree. Classic. But to me, classic means plain. It is plain. You know, it's not It's flashy. understated. And it's also um, sparse. There is not a lot of decorations in that lobby. It's a huge lobby. It is. And, um, and usually that lobby has 20% of it taken up with the life-size gingerbread Right. House. And not having it there, it looks a little sad. It does. It, it is a big lobby, like Cheryl said. They have a bunch of wreaths, a bunch of garland hung up. Um but it doesn't really. I don't know a it bunch. It doesn't fill the area. It doesn't feel like a bunch. It feels like a few. Well, it's on it's on the banisters and yeah, but it's just yeah, you know, it's actually it's on like such, a third floor banisters. It's such a big space that yeah. you'd really have to go over the top with decorations to make it feel really festive. But this is not a resort that goes over the top. No, and, but and I mean, I we've been there before when it's decorated for Christmas, and I just, I mean, yeah, the the gingerbread house is missing, but I, I just feel like they must have had a lot more there because right. it looks just like their regular lobby with a tree in the middle of it. 
Yeah, I think with the size of their lobby, this tree just gets lost. And it's huge, but yeah, yeah it doesn't, I don't know. Right. Does, that doesn't scream Christmas to me. It doesn't. How about at Old Key West? They have decorated for Christmas. Let me see how that looks because well, I love Old Key West. If you like a nautical-themed oh. Christmas, um, I don't want to say this is more – Oh, my God. It's gaudy. I was just going to say I don't want to say it's gaudy. <laughs> Sorry. I did. Uh, but uh, this is more of a uh, nautical-themed – but it's not like nautical themed, I would think, in like white lights with like blue, a lot of blue colors. This no, has like they've got big starfish poinsettias and, and stingrays. And it's in this like bright blue. Well, it's Key West. Key West is red, very colorful. I guess. This is the. It's like someone's grandma's bad tree. This is the opposite of the Grand Floridian lobby. Yeah, I mean, it's still. And it's a much smaller lobby. There's still not a lot there. Right. But um, but it stands out, and you know that it's Christmas. It's a small tree too. It's not a very big tree. No, their because lobby they only has, have like a their lobby has regular size ceilings. Yeah, it's yeah. not huge. Yeah. But, all right, not my favorite. I okay. love uh, I love Old Key West, but I do not love their Christmas decorations. Okay, I'll tell them. You should. I will. Um, in Disney Springs, Gideon's Bakery is going to be opening soon. That's right, Gideon's Bakehouse. Uh, they have not given an opening date yet. But they have given a sneak peek at two cookies that will be available for a limited time through December 31st after they do open at Disney Springs. Uh, The first cookie is Santa's White Christmas Cookie. It is a white chocolate chip cookie filled with notes of coconut, sweet caramel, vanilla, and nutty flavors with freshly ground, locally roasted coffee beans throughout. There is also some coarse sugar um, and Gideon's Signature Sea Salt with a pinch of Christmas glitter. Uh, The second cookie is the Cookie Von Krampus Cookie. And it is a deep, dark, triple chocolate velvet texture cookie filled with Andy's mints and available in its own sp- special packaging. They don't even look like cookies. They look like just like big, big piles hunks. of candy. They do. Um, Gideon's, for those of you who are not aware, uh, is going to bring a menu of large cookies and cake slices to Disney Springs along with its own line of unique co- unique iced coffees like their original peanut butter iced coffee. Oh. Um, you're going to be able to find your favorite cookie flavors along with new and limited editions during daily release specials. Um, their ever popular coffee cake cookie uh, will be on sale every morning with a hot cookie hour each evening looking for those to cure their sweet tooth after dinner. Yum. And this is going to be across from Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar in the landing section of Disney Springs. All right. All right. Uh, now, uh, one of our favorite segments... We've got um, the construction update. I'm sorry if it's loud. You know, there's a I lot going on with the, the construction. I know. Yes, you've just blown out at least 12 people's ears. All right, what do you have for us? All right. Well, at the uh, Grand Ceremonial House at the Disney Polynesian Village Resorts, uh, some additional cross beams have been installed. And some foliage has been removed. Oh, removal of foliage. Well, you know, I enjoy removing a good bush every now and then. <laughs> Um, when you look at the concept art, it's going to be very plain. Ugh, what's with the plain? I don't know. Uh, you know, things just get more and more generic yeah. as, as time goes on, yes. and that's not something I like. It's going to look like a Marriott. Exactly. And in Toll Plaza news Ooh. at the Magic Kingdom, it is official. The Toll Plaza 50th anniversary refurbishment has been completed. Nice. The new color scheme now matches the reimagining of Cinderella's castle. All right. So I think it is a, uh, it's a welcome change. It looks nice. Change. Yeah. It does. It looks shiny and new. It screams 50th anniversary. It's yeah, I really fresh. like it. 
Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? We're going to move to entertainment news. All righty. Um, the Disney Holiday Sing Along. What about it? All right. So this is the third vision version of the Disney Sing Along series. Uh, they will be back on November 30th, and they have announced their lineup of singers. Uh, of course, Ryan Seacrest will host, as usual. Um, performers include Andrea Bocelli singing Silent Night. BTS, for those of you who like K-pop, singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Michael Buble will be coming out of his uh, hypersleep uh, for the one month a year when he comes out to sing It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Sierra will be singing Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Chloe X. Halley will be singing Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Derek Huff and Haley Herbert will be doing Hey Santa and Jingle Bells. I think they do more of a dance routine okay. uh, when they come on. Julianne Huff will be doing Whistle While You Work and Let It Snow. Adam Lambert will be singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Leslie Odom Jr. singing What's This? Katy Perry singing I'll Be Home for Christmas and Cozy Little Christmas. Pink will be singing the Christmas song. Uh, do you know what Christmas song is? No. Uh, that is the song that includes the line chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Okay. Um, I did not know that was actually called the Christmas song. And then Carrie Washington doing Joy to the World. In addition, the North American touring companies of Frozen will be joined by the Disney on Broadway casts of Aladdin and the Lion King, along with Di Capella, Disney's seven-member acapella group. Uh, this sing-along will be raising awareness for Disney's Feed the Love campaign. And uh, you'll be encouraged to learn more about how you can help to make sure other families are able to enjoy a happy and healthy holiday season. And this special will air once again on Monday, November 30th at 8 p.m. on your local ABC station. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what else do we have in entertainment news? Something about uh, John Chu? That's right. John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians, um, is slated to direct a live action version of Disney's Lilo and Stitch. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, there's no word on whether this is going straight to Disney Plus or if it's going to be released to theaters, um, but it is going to be done by Rideback, which is the company that did a Disney's Aladdin remake. Uh, mm. They're going to be producing the movie. And you know how much I love the Aladdin you did. A remake. I think that they could do a really good job with this because there's actually humans in this. Right. You know, as opposed to like The Lion King, which I just didn't really get as mm -hmm. a quote unquote live action. Right. So good. That'll be interesting to see. All right. Maybe this will be out in time for Lilo and Stitch's uh, 20th anniversary in 2022. Oh, that would be cool. And Crazy Rich Asians was a great movie, too. So it John was. Chu must know what he's doing. Okay. Um, Disney is developing a Dartwing Duck reboot. That's right. Uh, Disney Plus is going to have a new version of Darkwing Duck, which originally ran for 91 episodes between 1991 and 92. This uh, show features uh, the exploits of superhero Darkwing Duck and his uh, civilian guise of Drake Mallard, his sidekick Launchpad, Launchpad McQuack, and his adopted daughter Gosselin. All right. They did appear on the newly rebooted DuckTales series, so they've already introduced them to uh, people on Disney Plus, and uh, this could be exciting. Woo! Yeah. Uh, James Gunn has confirmed uh, that the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 script has been completed. Yep, that's big news. It is big. Um, that was originally supposed to start filming this year, uh, but James Gunn uh, is finishing up work on, Dis on uh, DC's Suicide Squad, uh, which is another one of their superhero movies. Um, so we'll probably start filming in 2021. 
There's no official release date for this film, but you could expect it to be released in 2022 or 2023. I'm looking forward to it. We just went to the movies this weekend and saw Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. And I have to say, it's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Really? Really love it. Really like that Chris Pratt. Good to know. Yeah. All right. um, The Disney gift card website, which we love. It's a great way to consolidate your gift cards and just sort of know what you have. Because sometimes... They get kind of lost or in a pile or, you know, you book a trip and then things get refunded and you don't know what's on what card. Um, So there's news about that website. Yeah. uh, Disney gift card released a statement that they will be upgrading on January 20th, 2021. All existing DisneyGiftCard.com account details, logins and gift card content will no longer be available after January 19th, 2021. Uh, They sent uh, a reminder to let people know that the account is not a mobile wallet and should not be considered as such. You should keep your physical and digital gift cards with you as they will be required to make purchases. Uh, Once they go live on January 20th, the enhanced site will allow visitors to utilize their existing Disney accounts to log in using the same Disney credentials that you use on Shop Disney, My Disney Experience, WaltDisneyWorld.com, and Disneyland.com. Well, that makes sense. Yes. So if you do have anything, uh, if you're using that site prior to January 20th, you should make sure that you have access to your gift card, which includes the full 16-digit account number and EAN. And then um, that's it. Starting January 20th, you can create a new account or use your existing Disney account to log in and enter your gift card information in the My Card section. So they're not getting rid of the functionality of of the website but they're just changing it so that it falls in line with all of your other Disney accounts. And it won't roll over. So that's the important thing is to go in there, make sure you have everything figured out, you know, get all your funds onto one card, mark your card, make sure you know how much is on that card and put it somewhere safe um, so that, yeah, you don't lose, you don't lose some of your money because you don't have it accounted for properly. Right. And if you don't use the site, what this does is it allows you to, consolidate multiple gift cards into one gift card with a maximum value of $1,000. Yeah. You were to view values on there. Um, or if you, if you, the nice thing was if you had put in a gift card, uh, but lost it, you could just transfer that balance to a different card that you actually had. So that was nice. All right. Um, in Universal News, they are putting together some holiday character celebrations. That's right. Their character celebrations have begun. Uh, they have set up a stage. Uh, They have had some dancing toys. Uh, They have had Raggedy Ann and Andy who have been joined by other fun characters. And then Marilyn Monroe and the Bellas, uh, they're dancing in, they're dancing, they're dancing in front of the Pantages uh, cinema. What's Pantages? It's their cinema, uh, you know, on their fake street in uh, Universal Studios. So they are all socially distant and they are dancing and putting on performances. Okay. Yeah. Um, Allens of Adventure, they are now doing holiday photo projections onto Hogwarts Castle. That's right. Uh, it is a holiday overlay, uh, but unlike previous years, this is just a static projection. It does not change, but it allows guests to get into the Yuletide atmosphere uh, without a show. Okay, so, so there's no like, you know, the big music and all that that they normally used to have. Right. Okay. You know, they have snowstorms and tr- scene transitions. They and used you, to. You get none of that this okay. year. Okay. All right. Yeah, that definitely caused the crowd in a small yeah, bottleneck area. Yeah, in a very area. small area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then also at Islands of Adventure, they have Seuss Landing decorated for the holidays. That's right. Seuss uh, Landing. Uh, the Grinch and some of the residents of Whoville are celebrating the Hula Days um, in Islands of Adventure. So uh, they have begun their interaction. Um, so it looks like fun. But the funny thing is that everybody, including the Who's and the Grinch, are all wearing masks. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Okay. And uh, also in Universal... Uh, there is the Holiday Tribute Store, which we know, and now they have added some new Moldorama figures. Yes, they now have a Moldorama snowman and a Moldorama Santa Claus available for $6 each. Do you think it's working or do you think they're just like handing you a created uh, Moldorama? I, I hope it's working. <laughs> I mean, they got the, the pumpkin ones to work finally. All right, good. Yeah. Um, and then at Discovery Cove, they have some Black Friday deals. They're pretty good, too, aren't they? They are. They're up to a 50% off discount that is available through November 30th, uh, and they are good for visits through December 30th of 20, December 31st of 2021. Uh, the deals are available on multiple packages, including with or without the Swim with the Dolphins Encounters. Um, if you do a dolphin swim, they're currently selling it for $102, where the normal price is $204. Uh, Discovery COVID mission includes snorkeling with tropical fish and rays, exposure to exposure to exotic birds, including flamingos, flamingos, a coral reef habitat and a windaway river plus meals and snacks. All right, cool. Uh, and then this is our last story. Um, after the layoffs, Lego is now hiring 150 people. That's right. Legoland just announced they are hiring more employees to get ready for the holiday season. They are recruiting uh, 150 employees to fill 39 full-time and part-time positions across departments, which include entertainment, operations, hotel services, security, retail, and lifeguards. All right. So uh, that's uh, that's good news. It's interesting that they need 150 people to fill 39, 39 positions, right, but I guess, you know, part-time, yep. you know, could be three people to fill uh, one position. Exactly. All right. You have any, any final words? No, that's it. All right. Until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.